the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? We are back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know the voice, you know me, you know the guy, it's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And I got my partner in pick, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Looking forward to going through the card. Uh, It's week 14 now, right? Yeah, week 14, last week before the fantasy playoffs. Uh, NFL totals under still going pretty crazy for the most part of this season. So uh, another big under week. Well, not really a big under week, but more of unders just controlling the narrative of the season as they've been doing thus far. You're up. You're up way big if you bet all unders this season. Especially Uh, on primetime. Yeah, especially on primetime. And another primetime under in that Monday night football game where offense is just I mean, that I was had the under total. in it. I mean, that was my team total lock. I, I'm pretty sure that was my team total lock, but Tampa Bay just can't score, man. Yeah, definitely true. I'm trying to remember. Do you, do you remember the exact number we got on that Washington Giants under? We got that at like 41 and a half, right? Like we won yeah. that. Yeah, okay. it was like, yeah, we're still good on that. We okay. well, I cashed the bet that I placed on it. So I'm saying I'm I'm pretty sure by the show it was yeah. it was never below 40, as far as I know. So I'm pretty sure we both cashed the lock on that. Mm-hmm. So no, yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're good on that one. It was I'm I would have liked not to have cashed it, but you know, it you is mean, what it is. Does that imply you kind of wish Gano would have reached on that 58-yarder to win the game? I mean, he's hit a 63-yarder against us to win the game, and you know mm-hmm. this one was from 58. So you'd think that he would have brought that same energy when he was playing for the Giants. But It's also know, older, it is what it is. but you know. All right. Instead of talking about that, we're going to go to the first game, and that's Thursday night football where the Las Vegas Raiders are playing the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. 44-and-a-half is the total – you got a dome. Don't have to worry about any outside influences. I mean, is there any way you can trust? I mean, you can't trust this Vegas team either, but is there any way you can trust this Rams team to put up points? I think you potentially could because I thought they weren't terrible offensively against Seattle on Sunday. Like, they weren't awful. They moved the ball a little bit. Defensively, they were terrible. Like, Seattle just went up and down the field the entire game. And I do think the Raiders could score a bunch of points because the Raiders were the ultimate trap line this past week against the Chargers. Uh, they opened up at, like, a plus one. They closed at minus two. 
You're mm-hmm. kind of wondering why. I like the Raiders. I talked about in the afternoon game show, and the Raiders won the game, scored 27 points. So I think the Raiders could score a bunch of points in this game, and I think Seattle uh, was really just a testament to the fact that bad defenses could still give up points to this Rams offense. Now, mm-hmm. Wolford got banged up midway through the game. I know he finished it. I can't say he looked great by any means. I guess the question I'm asking for you is if the Rams were able to move the ball against Seattle, does that mean they can move the ball against the Raiders? Do you think the Raiders' defense is comparable to Seattle's defense? Because both of them are really not that great. Uh, Yeah, I guess you could say they're comparable. Yeah. And I guess my other point would be, let's just say the Rams get to, let's just say 20. Are we assuming the Raiders score at least like 27 points in this game? Because I kind of do. I don't think the Ra- I don't think the Rams are going to get many stops in this game. We saw yeah. D- we saw Metcalf torch the secondary. Now they're going to deal with Devontae Adams. Uh, Jacobs has been really good lately. I know it was questionable technically early in the week, but he practiced on Monday, so I'm not exactly expecting him to miss any time. Mm-hmm. I just think you're going to see the Raiders move the ball, and I think the Rams could contribute, even if the Rams score 17 or 14. Would it shock me if the Raiders scored 30-plus points? Not really. It's a short mm-hmm. week, so you're assuming Aaron Donald's still not going to play. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lean to the over. bit contrarian, I guess, but I'm going to lean to the over. I think I'm still going under. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, unders just seem to come very, very often in L.A. home games. Well, Rams home games. Mm-hmm. And then you have the fact of this being a short week and – I, I truly don't think that uh, that the Rams are going to do that much to keep up their part of the scoring, but I don't trust this Raiders team to just be able to come out here and put up 25, 30-plus points in this game. It just on a short week where the offense already has weeks where they're dying. Like, you know, last five games, 27, 40, that's good. Before that, 22, 20, 20. If, I, if you're telling me I'm getting 20 to 22 points from them, I think this goes under because I don't think the Rams – I, I think that well that implies the Rams are going to win the game if, yeah. if it's 44 and a half that implies the Rams are going to win if uh, they don't score uh, more than like 22 but yeah I understand your point I'm just going to go a bit contrarian on this one I think both yeah. defenses are terrible yeah I'm, I'm gonna stick with it prime time under I'm gonna stick with it under 44 and a half for me all right Next, we have Sunday. We're coming back to Sunday, 1 p.m. on the East Coast. We have the Minnesota Vikings and the Detroit Lions. 53 is the total for that game. This is in Detroit, so you got to worry about that dome. I mean... The spread on this is the hilarious part, but for the sake of the total, uh, it's something. For the sake of the total, if I think that Detroit actually wins this game, this is a shootout. And... Somehow, some way, the Vikings blow the game. Yeah, I I feel like I watched a lot of that Jets-Vikings game uh, over the weekend, and the Jets should have won the game, but they put up 460-something yards. Uh, they mm-hmm. dominated offensively. Minnesota scored points. In terms of yards, Minnesota's offense really didn't look great, but of course, the Jets still have Sauce Gardner. Uh, the Lions do not. I'm not going to overreact to their defense playing well against the Jaguars because the Jaguars stink. So that doesn't really mean anything to me. I like the over as well. I just look down the line, and I know Minnesota's allowing the most passing yards per game. So mm-hmm. Goff should actually have a pretty good stat line. I don't think they're going to cover Amon Ross St. Brown, and Chark looked pretty good. 
who I actually had on my DFS lineup, kind of a sneaky play there. But still, I think both teams are going to score. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a big reason why the Lions are favored. It's because if you think both teams aren't going to get many stops, then that implies they're going to see both teams probably score at least 27 points in this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the over as well. I think that you could see this game get into the 60s potentially, just because I don't see either team playing much defense. I'm going to agree with you and take the over, but I am concerned about Cousins maybe struggling a bit early on like he did against the Jets. But even with that mm-hmm. happening, they still scored a bunch of points. So I'm on the over. I think you'll see a bit of a track meet here. It's in a dome, so weather's not a factor. Yeah, all right. Same thing. I'm with you. Cleveland Browns going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. 47 and a half is the total in this one. Weather in Cincinnati looks like 47 degrees, partly cloudy, 5.8 miles per hour. Getting 47 and a half into Sean Watson's second game back. I mean, I'm on the under. I mean, I, 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 I'm on the under. I'm on the under. I'm on the team total under for Cleveland. You, they got to show it. They got to show it to me. They have to show it to me because they scored six points offense, on offense. That offense was so bad last week. If they scored six points, so bad, so bad on offense last week. A punt return for a touchdown, a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and a interception return for a touchdown. If this is anywhere of a decent team for the Houston Texans playing against them. They bury this team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bury the Browns. This is going under. I, I have questions about Cincinnati's offense already. It seems that they kind of pick and choose their spots to get up for. This is a, a you know, a little bit of revenge fact after they got the bait, the breaks beat off of them earlier in the season by this Cleveland Browns team. Deshaun Watson has looks all like he missed 700 plus days of football completely here under for the game under for the team total for the Browns. I like that play. Yeah. And you look at Cincinnati, they only gave up 40. Uh, they only gave up uh, th- 24 to Kansas city. So mm-hmm. defensively they were fine against Kansas city, but even with the Browns, besides the fact they couldn't score, they didn't reach the red zone that often. Uh, they had the one interception from Watson, but they really didn't generate many big plays in the entire game. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that I'm surprised that Watson w- looked awful. Because it's a lot, it's a lot different to simulate game experience as opposed to actually being in there. And Watson looked like he really just was on just he wasn't ready for mm-hmm. the matchup. But the point is the Bengals defense is still pretty good. Cleveland's defense, I don't think is good, but the fact that they looked good against the Texans, maybe that builds confidence. I mean, Miami's defense looked great against Houston too. Houston just stinks, but mm-hmm. I do think you're going to see a lower scoring game. The Browns are going to try to run the ball and the Bengals might generate big plays, which is concerning. But even if the Bengals score 30 in this game, there's really no guarantee that the uh, Browns even get past 17. So Mm. I'm going to go with the under as well. I don't know how I can expect Watson to look sharp after looking like at the worst quarterback in the league in his first start. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the under. All right. Wimbe is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. You have online sports betting. You have casino play. You have the win bet win hour. You have the construction zone win. Build your own bet where you can create monster parlays. Everything you need. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash win bet. So they know we sent you. It's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. 
Offer subject change terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. All right, here, Scott. Let's get on over to the next game. One close to home for you. The New York Jets are playing the Buffalo Bills, and Buffalo 44 is the total. Weather in Buffalo looks like. 37 degrees, light rain, 12 mile per hour winds. What are you doing here with your Jets playing the Bills? I think this one's very, very tricky because on one hand, I want to lean to the over because you have Allen against Mike White, and I know they're going to try to air it out. On the other hand, it's December and the game's in Buffalo. So I know the weather is going to suck. Even if it's not rainy, even if there's no snow, it's going to be cold as hell. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what it is upstate upstate New York at this time of the year. And Buffalo, I know they beat New England, but offensively, did they look great in that game? Not really. Uh, You're assuming you're going to have Gardner on digs. Uh, That that might be my guess. Or Gardner maybe will match up on Gabe Davis, and you'll see kind of what we saw in the first meeting where digs might have a good game, but if you limit Mm – the big plays and dare Buffalo to move the ball down the field methodically, they're going to have problems because the Jets are good against the run. And if you can take away one of the two star receivers, their offense kind of struggles. Plus Allen's still probably battling an elbow injury. So I'm on the under. I like Mike White, but I do think the cold weather could be a bit of a problem uh, for him in this spot. And I think the Jets defense is actually well-equipped to, really limit this Bills offense, this Bills offense. I'm going to go with the under. I feel like a lot of people are going to try to take the over because of the Bills and Mike White can throw, and I get all that. It's a division game. It's in, it's going to be in cold weather in upstate New York. I've seen too many games in Buffalo late in the year to take an over. I'm taking the under. All right. I'm, I'm, assume, I'm, I'm assuming under. you're on yeah, the I'm under because of the division rivalry aspect. Yeah, division division games have been leaning a lot more to the under. And it's just the fact that I think that this is going to be more of a get-right spot for this Buffalo Bills defense, trying to just figure life without Von Miller out a little bit more. And also, we know how this Jets defense gets down, and they're really, really good. That secondary is very, very good. They uh, Robert Saul has been able to scheme up a lot of good things for that defense this year, especially early on this season. And so, yeah, no, I th- I think that this is one of those, you know, tightly contested divisional games. I think I, I think the spread is off in this game, but I, I think this is like a a touchdown. Give me a mm, like a 20, 21-14, something easy, something easy, something simple. And it Jets have a chance. They're in it. And I don't think that they let the Bills offense that was going crazy and nuclear earlier in the season to just run wild. Yeah, I think that the spread definitely is off in this game. I agree with you there. But for the total, I am an only to the under. I just think it's a little bit high. Yeah, so we're both on under there. All right, Ravens are playing. The Baltimore Ravens are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. 37 is the total. We got 37 degrees in a uh, four, no, seven, seven mile per hour winds. All right, you're not going to have Lamar Jackson. It's going to be Tyler Huntley in this one and for the next couple of weeks. These games are always rock fights, but I can't tell if this total's too low or not. You know? I don't think so. I don't think so. 
I don't think it is. Because Baltimore was struggling to score with Lamar. Yeah. I, I think Baltimore's defense is overrated. I I like the under in that Denver game, but Denver's been under machines. The Steelers' defense has been better. Uh, they definitely aren't amazing, amazing, but they're still good. Baltimore's defense is kind of somewhere in the middle. Like, they're fine, but they'll occasionally implode in the fourth quarter of games. Mm-hmm. I really wanted something above 37 because this game just screams 2017 to me. It just It just has one of those feels to it. If you sat here and you told me that nobody scored a touchdown in this game, I wouldn't. Be I wouldn't surprised. be surprised either. So I, I, I got to go with the under, but I was really hoping to kind of cross over thirty-seven. Yeah. But yeah. I think I'm going to lean to the under as well. It's Heinz Field. It's in December. You're looking at both teams offensively. They can try to move, make big plays, but they're not really good at it. Pittsburgh's awful at generating big plays. They never do. And Baltimore. A lot of their big plays were just running plays by Lamar. Now, I actually like Huntley as a backup. I think he's one of the better backups in the league. But I feel like there's a couple ways to cash this. I think that both offenses could struggle, or one offense is good and the other one struggles, and you still end up under. So there's three ways to potentially cash this. I'm going to lean to the under and hope for some really ugly 17-13 type game, which I can see. So I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, man. I I don't see it. I was trying to find a prop on it, but I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to sprinkle a couple of dollars on there not to be a touchdown scored in this game. I think that this could be one of those rivalries, Steelers, uh, Ravens games. The offense are so bad. The defenses are a lot better that they actually – like this is like a a 6-12 to 12 final score or something like that. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a fun play for there not to be a touchdown scored in this game, and then I'm going to go sweat. Yeah, I think for me, I'm looking at potentially the first half no touchdown because mm-hmm. a lot of these games start off very slow. Yeah, I think I like, there, that. I like that. I think there will be a touchdown at some point in this game, but you're kind of hoping for a feeling out process. Maybe it's just going to be. Uh, let me check the weather uh, for Heinz Field. Um, it's 37. It's not like it's a bad weather. Is there game. any wind? It's, it's just cold. About seven. It's not really anything that affects throwing the ball. I also realize I said Heinz Field, whatever. It's technically <laughs> it's, not it's Heinz, Heinz Field, Field anymore. It'll always be Heinz Field to me. Okay, so deal with it. But I mean, it's supposed to rain. So if you want to put that, if you want to include that, it's supposed to rain before the game. So you might potentially get a slick turf. Yeah, I like I like your I like your I play I play both and I'll sprinkle on both. I'm not sure so what the odds are gonna be for no touchdown first half. I'm assuming it'll be somewhere around like what, twenty to one? Yeah, some something like that. I'll, be, I'll take a flyer there. We've seen some really yeah. ugly first halves between these teams. Yeah, I think that's a good play. All right, next, we're going to my rivalry game for the weekend. The Philadelphia Eagles are coming to town to play the New York football Giants. 45 and a half is the total weather in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Is 45 Wayne? Wayne. Why did I say Wayne? I meant to say either wet and rainy. Or rain, and I said Wayne. You invented a word. It's fine. 10, 11 mile per hour winds. Oh, okay, so this is tough because, and you realize I haven't been saying an injury report because it's too early in the week. I, I'm I'm just pulling up the injury report for last week. I'm not really getting any news or updates for this week. But I really, really feel good about this under if we get a lot of those pieces back on defense this week. So 
Uh, there's a it's a possibility that we could be getting um, Xavier McKinney back in that secondary. Uh, there, there. I don't think that a Dory Jackson's going to make it. I know they're looking at it and they're trying to be optimistic. I don't think a Dory, a Dory Jackson is going to make it in time for this game, but it looks like there's a possibility we see Xavier McKinley out there. Uh, Olojuari came back last week, had a really good game, had a strip, I believe, a strip sack, or or no, it was just a just a fumble, just uh, got a fumble, forced fumble that last game. And this defense swarms like this defense swarms. They're starting to create turnovers. And I think that uh, with this Philadelphia team and them being so bad against the run for the most part of the season, that Saquon Barkley is going to be able to run wild. And this New York Giants team is going to try to control a lot of possession against this Philadelphia team. They want to limit their opportunity for big plays. They want to limit their opportunity on the field. I'm going under 45 and a half in this game. I'm nervous about it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, this one kind of has me on the fence. You said McKinney might return. We're not sure about it. The Giants defensively, were they good against Washington? Eh, like they were They were fine, I guess. Uh, Giants offense was not okay. Not on that last drive. I was going to say. Last, yeah, not on that last drive. But not on the last drive of regulation, then they didn't give yeah. up many points for 10 minutes after that. So I guess they were okay. But still, the Eagles absolutely torched Tennessee. But I think this offense is overvalued because it was just the perfect revenge game spot to just immediately target into uh, A.J. Brown about 15 times and just get him a massive stat line. Philly's defense is good. I think they can get after the quarterback. Uh, I think that you're going to end up seeing a game that might be a little bit more competitive than people think. Mm-hmm. But, oh boy. I feel like we've taken unders on everything, or for the most part. I had the over in the Thursday night game. But I think I'm going to lean to the under again. And mm. just assume that Philly's pass rush kind of dictates because I really don't like the Giants' offensive line still. I don't think it's a great unit. The weapons still aren't there. I still like Slayton. I think he's a good receiver. But I think that the Giants are going to really try to defend the pass, and I think they're going to give up a lot on the ground, which might need a lot of clock. But if the Eagles score 30, are we sure the Giants get the 17? Like, I'm not, I'm not totally sure about that. I think they should, but I'm not sure if they will. Mm-hmm. The Eagles could score 27, and if that's the case, I don't think the Giants get to 20. So I'm going to lean under. It's a division game outdoors again, but this one I agree with you. I don't really feel great about. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think, uh no, I don't even want to take a team so under for us. Uh, yeah, just if you play this one, I lean 45 and a half, under 45 and a half. Yeah. All right. Jacksonville Jaguars are going to play the Tennessee Titans in a battle of the AFC South. 41 and a half is the total. Uh, What what are we looking like here for weather in Tennessee? We have 49 degrees and five, six mile per hour winds. So sounds like football weather there. I'm taking the over in this game. Yeah, I, I got to take the over somewhere in one of these division games and 41 and a half is way too low for a team that just gave up 40. I think I like it because we also caught it like it was at 43. Now it's at 41. I'm trying to figure out why it even dropped. Uh, I, I guess this is probably because of Tennessee's performance last week, but Jacksonville's defense has been very bad all year. They're really his defense is good. Team. Yeah. Philly has a pass rush. They have a pretty good secondary. They can stop the run. I don't think Jacksonville can do any of those things. Yeah. 
I think Tennessee goes wild a little bit in this game. What is Jacksonville? How does Jacksonville slow them down? I like the Tennessee team total over. I think the line dropped because Henry's been useless for the last couple of weeks. So they're just assuming that something's wrong with him or perhaps if he doesn't play well, then we know Tannehill's kind of useless back there if he has no ground game. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the argument. Or maybe Lawrence's leg injury is a little bit too much to deal with and maybe he won't play. I doubt it. He played in the second half. Tennessee's team total is 22 and a half. Jacksonville's is 18 and a half. Tennessee should get over 22 and a half against this Jacksonville Tennessee, defense. Tennessee like, sucks against every team except the AFC South. Yeah. That's that's basically how this run has been going. And they're knocking on the door of clinching another AFC title. I think that they come in here, offense locked and loaded, ready to go. I like a Tennessee team total over as my favorite play. So because of that, I'll play the over 41 and a half if I had to. But that Tennessee team total over 22 and a half is probably my favorite bet in this one. Yeah, and I have to like the over in general because you can argue about pride always because they're professionals. But what the hell is Jacksonville playing for? You just got torched by four. You just got torched by thirty on the road against the Lions. Like you're not playing for anything. Your team stinks. The offense is not very good, but you have weapons. Technically, Kirk's been pretty good. Zay Jones has been better lately. Mm-hmm. Etn, you still have as a running back, so you have options for offensive weapons. The defense is just useless. So I'm with you. I'm on the over. And I think Tennessee might have a sneaky shot to go for like 27 in this game. Mm-hmm. I, I think they got a shot to put up some points. Yeah, I think this is the bounce back week for Derrick Henry. This is the bounce back week. It, this it is better be. Three, this is that three. He's Matter of fact, Derrick Henry potentially could go over this team total by himself. He's historically speaking, close. he's absolutely murdered the Jaguars. Henry for three touchdowns this weekend. I think he might go for 150. But he was terrible the last two weeks against uh, the Bengals and against the uh, sorry, the Eagles, but I feel like both defenses just really have the personnel up front with a good defensive line to hone in on the ground game. And Burks was injured, so he didn't play. Uh, the with Eagles the, uh, didn't even have to respect the Titans it, in that game. Like they, they just straight up played the run. They didn't. Oh, they blitzed. They blitzed everyone. I mean, yeah, they, they used they the same. So many athletes yeah. on the outside. They like, used they the same so blueprint that Green Bay used on the Thursday night game, but Tannehill just couldn't pick this defense apart. Burks played. Yeah. He just he had a concussion on the touchdown catch and he wasn't seen in the second half and the offense fell apart. I'm hoping Burks plays, but I'm going to go with the over as well. A 22 and a half team total against Jacksonville. I got to take the over on principle. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I really like that play. I'm betting that matter of fact, that's a lock. I like Tennessee's team total over 22 and a half. That's a lock. All right. Houston is playing the Houston Texans is playing Dallas Cowboys in Dallas minus 17 is the line. I say that for a reason. 44 and a half is the total. All right. You're in that dome Jerry world. I mean, totals already fly under when you have double digit, like when you have a double digit spread totals fly under this is 17. Spread is 17. I mean, we're not talking about the side, but. I, I don't know how the Cowboys really don't win this game by 20-plus points, but, you know. I guess the real question is here, do you think the Cowboys can actually score 40? Do you think the Cowboys are going to score north of 30, of north of, let's just let's just start off simple. Let's say north of 31 points. Do you think Dallas can, do you think Dallas is going to reach 35? I think they have a good possibility to reach 35. However, I don't know if, Houston gets to double digits. Like I got there against life. Cleveland. Garbage time helped, but still. yeah, and that's what that's where the issue lies. It's with garbage time, but 
Houston gets up in random good spots, and this is like a randomly good spot with this being, you know, the battle of the Texas teams for Houston to somehow want to get up defensively. Really, like, I, I don't think that they give up a whole bunch of touchdowns on the offensive side. I think that regresses. Do I think that their offense still gets any better? No, not at all. Just give me a Houston team total under. I don't think they hit their team total. I truly don't. I think this Cowboys defense locks in. And if Houston gets up for this game, they get up on the defensive end and don't let Dallas go score 50 points like they've shown they've been able to do this season. The issue that you run into, though, is the fact that Houston gave up three non-offensive touchdowns and the Cowboys defensively can score in a variety of ways. They can force interceptions. They can strip sack. They're really just incredible at forcing turnovers, and they should dominate up front, especially on the defensive line in this mm. matchup. But for me, I think I'm going to lean to the over in this game. This might be my little bit contrarian over here because the Cowboys are really missing a ton of corners. Their secondary depth is completely shot, and they had Bland, who looked really good on on Sunday night. I believe he had two interceptions. But he only played because Anthony Brown ruptured his Achilles, I believe. So Brown's still out. They lost Jordan Lewis a couple weeks ago. Diggs is still good. I know he got burned on that touchdown, but he was good besides that, and he's been had a very good year. The Cowboys really don't have much cornerback depth, and mm -hmm. I feel like Houston could potentially generate some big plays, maybe, during the course of this game. Dallas also not good statistically against the run, so maybe Pierce can get going. But with Stingley being out, this Houston defense is really bad. And I'm going to chalk up the performance last week to Deshaun being rusty as opposed to Houston's defense being good. I'm going to take the over. I think the Cowboys score 35, and I think that you're going to end up seeing Houston potentially score 14 in this game. But I'm going to lean to the over because I think that Dallas's secondary injuries are really concerning and not enough people are talking about it. Like People are expecting them to sign Odell. I know that that kind of fell off because apparently Odell's knee has not made a good recovery up to this point. Mm -hmm. They really need another corner. That's really their biggest position to need right now. So I think that it's a problem, and I'm going to go with the over. All right. Best game on the slate. We have, wait, one, two, three, four, five. Five more games still. All right. We have the Kansas City Chiefs going to play the Denver Broncos. Are we just taking the under, just to be quick here? I mean, can you take yeah. it? Can you consider taking it over with Denver? No. You can't. No, I, I I I don't have any handicap for it. So. No, you can't. 43, like, 43 is the total, but I Denver team sort of under. I mean, unlike the Cowboys game, if the Chiefs get to 35, I'm not sure you're good on the over. That implies Denver scores nine points. I, I don't know if they're going to score a touchdown in this game. And I think Denver's secondary can actually give Patrick Mahomes some problems in this game just by – because Patrick Mahomes and his team thrives on short drives, not short drives, long drives, mm -hmm. on long touchdown drives. And this Denver secondary is really good about being able to come up and actually challenge the receivers and make those plays on those short yardage passes and be able to get a lot of pass breakups there. So I think that uh, my guy Patrick Mahomes is going to have a little bit of difficulty in this game just because those corners for Denver are not scared at all. They will come play you short and they will make sure that you're not just driving down the field on them and they get some pass breakups. So uh, if you can actually find a prop out there for defensive player pass breakups or anything, I, I would play that for those Denver secondary guys. I really think that they're about to get up to these Chiefs 
receivers and they're really about to challenge them on the line and all those short yardage passes that really typically go because a lot of defenses don't really play to them too much they're going to get up there they're not going to let them be able to do that and drive down the field and make it easy so yeah I'm I'm here under for the game team total under for the Denver Broncos it's it's a repeat at this point Mm -hmm. I agree all right the Carolina Panthers are playing the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. 43 and a half is the total. No Baker Mayfield in this one as he has been released by the Carolina Panthers. He's on the Rams now, so congratulations. Oh, he did? Yeah, you officially have warm weather, but you're still on one of the worst teams in the league. Wow, I didn't know he was on the Rams. Yeah, the Rams claim them. I really don't know why. Uh, oh, I see. Oh, that happened like 39 minutes ago. Okay, that's I, why I don't really know why they claimed them. But I guess sure. I, I don't know. You try to flip them? No, like, I, I don't sucks. know. No, Baker just sucks. I, I think they just need somebody else because if Walford, you said Walford got banged up last time. If he he finished go. the game, but he was on the ground with a bit of a leg injury there at some point in the second half. Yeah, they just need another guy in that room. That's why they got him. He sucks. All right. Uh. I kind of like the over in this game. It's mostly just Seattle. I, I can't take an under with Seattle. How about you give up 20-plus points to Wolford and the Rams? And Carolina's off a bye. I'm hoping that the extra time off will let them get something going offensively. We'll see if that mm-hmm. works out for them. But the Seahawks, their defense really stinks. They, like They force turnovers, but they give up so many yards all the time. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to lean to the over. I, I, I get, I I get like people that. liking the under. Because Carolina's defense is still very good, and you're hoping that Seattle's offense can kind of struggle with Kenneth Walker potentially not playing. I'm assuming he won't play this week, but we'll see. It's definitely mm-hmm. not great, which could be a concern. But it's true that Seattle wasn't running the ball well anyway for the yeah. last couple of weeks. Walker had two touchdowns a couple of weeks ago, but the yards per carry has been atrocious. And mm-hmm. Geno's been good. I'm going to go with the over. I think you'll see points in this game. Yeah, like I, I, I think sneakily this could be your billion dollar game here because who's running to play Geno as as he's playing against that Carolina Panthers team? But this Seattle team has just found ways to score. Like they've even played good defenses and found ways to score sometimes. And maybe this is, you know. I can see them going going to the receivers in this game. I really can see them going to the receivers this game, getting behind the defense and be able to put up some points. So, do you know if Horn plays a side or does he actually guard receiver all over the field? No, I think he just plays a side. I don't. He think plays he a side, side? okay? Because yeah, I'm kind of curious how the Seahawks are going to handle it because they still have Lockett, of course, and Metcalf. And I'm I'm curious if they're going to purposefully put Metcalf on the opposite side or Lockett. But the point is, you have options. Yeah, I'm. I'll make sure I look and see if I can double check before the end of the show. But I'm almost positive that he stays on. I believe it's the left side. Okay. All right. While we're doing that, next we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the San Francisco 49ers. Thirty-seven is the total. Less for shits and giggles. Weather in San Francisco is drizzle, eight mile per hour winds, fifty-four degrees. I mean, I'm on you, the under. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the under. Yeah. I, I I don't really have much of a case for the over. I, I guess the case is it's too low, and you're hoping that 
You might get a defensive score potentially with Brady and Purdy against each other, but it's Brady who can't throw the ball more than 20 yards in the air. And it's amazing how many comebacks he has because teams still play prevent against him when every throw he makes is into the flat. But San Francisco's defense is incredible. Tampa's defense is still very good. And you're assuming both teams play calling wise are going to stick with what they normally do, which is throw the ball underneath. I don't expect Purdy to air it out on one-on-one coverage. I don't see that happening. So I'm on the under. I think you'll see a very, very ugly game of football that probably turns into a rock fight. The mm-hmm. Niners might smash them in terms of this actual side. But like, if I told you that Tampa only scored 10 points against San Francisco's defense in this game, mm-hmm. would you really be that shocked? Or is the only reason why you're shocked because you still have Brady's name attached to it? Because Tampa's offense stinks. They're not good. Mm-hmm. No, I'm... I, I would not be shocked at all. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I wouldn't be surprised if this game was like a 13-10. 13-10, yeah. Like, I don't see more than like two or three touchdowns in this game. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the under. I think both offenses are going to struggle. San Francisco's offense is actually decent last week, but Miami's defense is really not good. Like, Tampa's defense is a massive step up. So I, I like the under. It's Purdy versus Brady, and neither – team's going to try to generate many big plays through the air i'll go with the under all right miami dolphins are going to la to play the los angeles chargers really oh because that game's on thursday that's why i was sitting here i'm I'm sitting here like wait hold up are the rams at home too that threw me off yeah that game's on thursday i forgot they they flexed this game i believe to the yeah they did uh, so uh 52 and a half is the total uh oh yeah it's a dome so i see 52 flat but you can shop, probably shop around and find lines all over the place still early in the week yeah this is a this is a prime time under i can't get behind right now maybe we're maybe we're on the public side of it but and the public's going to be on the over yeah and i don't blame them i mean is, the is waddle can- healthy like I know he played in the second half, but he really didn't do anything. Is he good? I don't. I don't. I think there's something there. I I have him on one of my fantasy teams, and I was looking at that like in slight concern. Like I think there's something there. I don't know what, but I think yeah. there's something there. Well, he hurt his leg. He got hit on the sideline on an overthrow in the first half, and then he came back in the second half. He caught one pass, and then he limped off the field. And I'm not sure he played again after that. So I don't know what his status is for this game. I'm assuming he'll play because you have an extra day to prep. But yeah. I really don't know how sharp he's going to look. So he might be fully healthy. I'm just saying food for thought. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so are we are we going chalk with this one? And we're just saying over. I'm going over. I, I guess the argument is the Chargers offense has really struggled. They barely scored against the Raiders. So you can make a case that, you know, maybe the Chargers aren't meant to be. It feels good to be right about the Chargers, by the way, because I, I call them the most overrated five and three team in the league, and I said they'd miss the playoffs, and they're six and six right now, and it doesn't look good. But I'm waiting for Staley to get fired. I I'm taking my victory lap when Staley gets fired. You're hanging in there because Kingsbury still has a job, so you're you're hanging in there for now. But I mean, Miami's favored in this game. If you lose this game, you drop seven losses, and you know you're talking about what you what was. 
everybody, a lot of people perceive to be potential MVP in Justin Herbert, and he's sitting here six and six, half with, you know, what, five games left to go in the season? Yeah, losing record in his career. You're like, what are we doing here? You're just wasting his time. Staley's going to get fired. Like, he's going to get fired, and I'm going to cash that ticket. I'm going to go with the over, though. I think Miami scores 30. Chargers defense really bad. Miami defense, nothing to really feel bad about. I mean, I can I see a Chiefs spot. Chargers game like on Sunday night that we saw a couple weeks ago where, you know, you expect to see a bit of an under because you assume that you're going to see uh, that in that case, it was the division rivalry game. But you're assuming mm-hmm. you're going to see, you know, both quarterbacks have some moments where they struggle. Maybe the defenses will rise to the occasion. Then the game starts and you see there's no punts for about the first half hour. And you're like, oh, why the hell would I ever take an under between Mahomes and between Herbert? Based on how two has played this season and based on how the Chargers defense has looked and Miami's defense, I'm just going to assume that you're going to take an under and you're going to look at the first ha- first half and go, why the hell did I take an under in this game? Neither team can get us can get off the field defensively. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the over. I think you're going to see points in this game. All right. Last game of the slate. Monday night football. We have the New England Patriots playing the Arizona Cardinals. 44 and a half is the total in this one. Arizona, so you know it's in Arizona, so you know it's in a dome. This one's very, very difficult for me. I because the want to just rush to say under, but it's tough because the Patriots' offense isn't very good, but they were also against the Bills, and the Bills have a pretty decent defense. It was outdoors in Foxborough, it was cold. Now they're in a dome. Arizona's off a bye, so you can argue the offense should look better, but the defense still isn't very good. I don't know how good the Patriots defense is. We talked about this against the Bills yeah. last week. Like they're good against bad, bad teams, but against good offenses, they struggle. And Arizona's offense is somewhere in the middle, but they're off a bye. It depends which Arizona team gets off the bus. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying you still have Hopkins, you still have Brown, you have some weapons on offense. Like I'm not sure if the Patriots defense is going to look as sharp as people think they're going to look in this game. Do you think Matt Jones can have success against this Arizona defense? Because I think he could. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think that this is really a tough call. I'll go over 44 and a half. Gut just tells me to go over. Matt Jones has a pretty efficient day, able to move the ball down the field. Uh, Cardinals just happen to be the Cardinals team that decides to want to put up some points. And I think that they're going to have some issues with DeAndre Hopkins and Hollywood Brown out there as well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go over in this one. I don't like it. I'm not betting it. I think I'm going to lean to the over as well. I see 44 flat games in a dome. Last time New England was in a dome, they gave up about 600 yards to Minnesota. A bit of an exaggeration, but they couldn't get off the field in that game. I'm going to lean to the over as well. I think it'll be competitive. I think it'll be close. I could see like a 27-23 type game, mm-hmm. 27-21 type game. So I'm, I'm going to go with the over. I think you'll see points. All right. That's it for the slate. Let's just go ahead and hop into our lock and team total for today's show. I'm trying to remember, though. Did you do the read yet or no? Yeah, I did. I think you did. Okay, cool. Just checking. All right. And then we've got, I'm going with my lock for, well, I'll tell you my team total first because I'm just, give me the over 22 and a half for the Tennessee Titans. I think they buried the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're able to score. Derrick Henry has three touchdowns himself. Put that in the bank. Quote me on it. Let me know when they get it. For my lock, I'm going to... Dog, I'm sorry. I didn't see anything good from Cleveland, and I don't think a week is going to fix it at all. I don't think a week is going to fix it. Cincinnati, kind of up and down a little bit. I 
I don't think that they're going to go and, and completely put up, put the pause on them. But if Cincinnati gets to 30, am I certain that Cleveland gets to 18? No, not at all. So give me the under in the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland game under 47 and a half. I pretty much had the same two plays circled. So I'm trying to think if I want to, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I want to pivot on anything. I think the only pivot I'm going to potentially make here is the Browns team total, okay. which is at 20 and a half, which I think is way too high. I understand that they were able to score a couple of times on defense and special teams. Joe Burrow is not Kyle Allen. Like, I don't think they're going to turn the ball over that much. Burrow's been a lot better with ball security ever since week one against Pittsburgh. So I, I think that you're going to end up seeing Cincinnati take care of the ball. I think they're going to force the Browns when they don't score touchdowns to basically go 75 yards in general. I agree with you about everything you said, though. I don't trust Cleveland's offense. I think that this offense is going to struggle. I still don't think Cleveland's defense is that good. I think they were better than they were earlier this year, but they're still not a good unit. I'm going to take the team total under 20 and a half because I really don't know how the Browns are going to consistently move the ball for touchdowns when I don't trust Deshaun Watson to second game after looking like garbage against one of the worst defenses in the league. So same similar idea. You're talking about the full game because you don't think that even if Cincinnati gets to 30, they're going to contribute enough. Mm-hmm. It's the same logic I have. I think Cincinnati is going to get to a decent total. I'm just not going to care about Cincinnati. I'm going to throw them yep. out. Give me Cleveland team total under 20 and a half. Yeah, that's way too high. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I like so it. So that's going to be my team total. As for my actual total. Oh, boy. Uh, question. Can we do first halves or no? Why not? We're we're in week 14. Why not? Let's do it. Okay. I think I'm going to do it. Give me the Baltimore-Pittsburgh first half team total. Un, uh, not team total. Full uh, First half under 18 and a half. It sounds like what? a low total. What? No, there's no way they score 19 total points between the two of them. In the first half? I don't that's see ridiculous. that at all. That's ridiculous. I don't. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's sounds... why I'm taking it. Like, I, I just think that we've seen these games potentially get interesting in the fourth quarter, mm. but it's such a feel out process every time they play in the first half. And that was with Lamar and even Big Ben in years past. I'm on first half under 18 and a half. I don't think they're getting to 19. For me, this first half might have one touchdown in it. We talked about no mm. touchdowns being scored in the first half. Mm. I could see seven, three. I can see 13 to three. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I just got to go with the first half under here. I've seen too many feel out games in the first 30 minutes for me not to take the under. All right. But Crazy. I asked for permission. I wanted to make sure first halves were illegal. No, we are going to call it legal. We're we're going to we're getting to the end of the road here. We're getting to mm-hmm. the end of the road. We gotta we gotta do something crazy too. We gotta finish the year off with a bang. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna find a way. We're taking one alternative like at the end of the year. Oh man, an alternative or I don't know. We gotta do something. One of those like crazy uh team to score amount of touchdowns and a half or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Something way to end the season with a bang. This season's been fun, guys. It's been really, really fun. Appreciate all the support all year everybody has for the podcast. He's at Rice Radio. I'm at Really Real underscore underscore. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed already. If you're listening to us in the other channel, make sure you go subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Get all of our notifications and everything. Uh, check us out on Spotify and leave us a Spotify review. Please, please, please. That means so, so much to us. Please leave us a Spotify review. 
other than that, Scott, do you have anything else for me to get up out here? No. I uh, know we're going to be back later in the week for the NFL for the Thursday night game. Besides that, going to be back later on, uh, actually tomorrow, for the NBA podcast. So stay yep. tuned for that. But not really. If I'm on Twitter, right show radio, and let's make some money. Fun fact, I will be picking the Celtics tomorrow, so you know the bets. It's here that they're playing against. Okay. All right. Other than that, I have no idea in podcast, so I'm going to end it like this. We are out of here.